When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today, joined by somebody who uh, I go way back with, somebody who was at the uh, arena last night, somebody who I'm sure everybody will just be thrilled to hear his voice and his takes, especially regarding Anthony Davis. Um, Matt Moore of the Action Network. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? You know, I was doing a little bit better before last night. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. That was... Um, I don't know if I would go so far as call it discouraging, um, because I just think Denver is still the better team, especially like that, that first, that, that first unit is, is going to be pretty damn unstoppable this year. But then, um, I think the part of it that was, was tough to swallow was it was so much positivity all, all preseason and then wham, like, <laughs> directly to the nether regions uh, last night. I mean, look, the, the thing is, you can be really optimistic about the season for the Lakers, you know, because they're not going to play Denver every night. They're going to play teams where D'Angelo Russell is a viable option to play in games. They're going to play teams where Cam Reddish can be a positive. He, his defense was good last night. They're going to play a lot of teams featuring undersized squads or teams that play terrible pick and roll defense. And Anthony Davis is going to look like an MVP candidate and it's going to feel really good. Like when AD drops another 55 on the Washington wizards, it's going to feel awesome. Like <laughs> it's okay. Like you, you were in Denver facing the defending champions and a very specific defending champion. There are champions that are like, Whew, we did it. Okay, that's done. Like that's the Mavericks in 2011. Yeah. Um, or you face teams that are like, we're exhausted and we're just trying to survive until April. And that's like the 2018 20 Lakers Warriors, the, right? The 21 yeah. Lakers. Yeah. yeah, 21 Lakers. Um, the the Nuggets are in a very different spot where they are of the mindset of make hay while the sun is high. That this is their window. This is their time that while everybody else is like, we added this guy and we added this guy and we got this guy. The Nuggets are like, we know how to play together. Like we know how to play well together. And that combination um, makes them really difficult. They played exceptionally well last night, not exceptionally well, rather their standard to their standard is what they played. Yeah. Uh, you had some bad breaks go against you in terms of, I think Darwin, wanted to test drive the bench lineup and quickly discovered like, Oh, this is not going to work. Um, some promising things. The resiliency I thought was really good to, to get back in the game. Like they were really resilient last night when it was 16, it could have gotten out of hand and that team hung together and played the right way. The body language was really good from everybody except Anthony Davis. I thought on the floor, um, they really focused in and, and played really hard and stuck with it. Like professionals do. The Lakers are going to be a good team. It was just a bad spot and a good indication that like, look, they, they haven't, I don't think they've shortened the gap. They've got six months to figure out how to do that. Or for more importantly, for Denver, maybe to come back towards them. And that doesn't mean it can't happen. Like what is now is not what will always be with the Lakers, with the Nuggets or with Anthony Davis. 
I thought the coaching in last night's game was really interesting, especially like going back and rewatching some of it. The number one question I had going into this, the, the, and I think the only real question about the Denver Nuggets this year is that bench. Right. And, and, um, yeah, Bruce Brown was probably made to look better than he actually is by Nikola Jokic. That's like how it usually goes with, with somebody like Jokic, who's that talented, a distributor offensively. And, um, Jeff Green is, pretty replacement level so but but he is still like a vet who come who can came off of their bench and then you look at their bench this year it's it's strouther it's watson it's christian brown it is you know and brown is a little bit more proven than those guys obviously because he would what he did in the playoffs but if there is a spot if there is a scab that you can maybe pick on the nuggets it was that group of 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 guys coming off of the bench but i thought malone and I think this is kind of the difference in his approach to this game and, and comparison to Ham's was Malone knew going in, like he coached, he was like, all right, we are going to always have one starter on, on, on the floor with those guys. Um, Murray is going to basically anchor that lineup when, when, um, when we make a couple of those subs, I don't think there were any minutes where either Jokic or Murray were off of the court. And if there were, they were very few and far between. Um, the Lakers, however, did have some minutes where LeBron and AD were both off of the bench. The Lakers did only play LeBron James, I think, 29 or 30 minutes or something like that. And and like you said, Ham did try out a bench lineup that, you know, I frankly, those minutes, I think, wound up being kind of the difference in the game because from that point on, the Lakers were playing um, catch-up. So... Like I thought, I thought that, and it, and it doesn't surprise me to the point that you made earlier. It doesn't surprise me that Malone would walk into that one and be like, no, 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 no. There won't be. He also knows his team. He yeah. knows that they are very capable of, of kind of letting down. And they did in that game, right? Yeah. He knows that he called that early timeout early in the third, the angry timeout that he always calls um, when the nuggets kind of fuck around after they realize they're better than another team. And, and I thought that, uh, that was kind of interesting that, that kind of juxtaposition. And I'm not saying that to, to, to make it sound as if like the Lakers didn't want it or wanted it any less or anything like that was a factor. I just think that one coach knows exactly what, you know, which pitch to throw when they absolutely have to throw it. I think ham is still trying to figure that out. Yeah. And like, look, um, part of this is a schedule court too. The nuggets have off. Wednesday and Thursday and then play Friday in Memphis for the first away game. So first game of the season with a two day break after. So mm -hmm. he could afford to run Jokic for 36 minutes, KCP for 36 minutes, Jamal for 34, AG for 35. Those won't be the standards of the season. Like they want to get them down to 32, 33. Yeah. You know, so like they'll play them a little bit less. And I think, I understand why Ham kind of wanted to try out the lineup that he did. Like, honestly, one of my things though is, is even when he did the stagger, he tried, like, I'm just very big on, I think the LeBron, Austin Reeves, Christian Wood lineups will be really good. And mm -hmm. instead, they tried to do the AD is going to anchor the second unit. And yeah. then he lost those minutes. Mm -hmm. And like you kind of mentioned, like, why well, I, I kind of think those, those minutes without a AD or LeBron, I, I got to call you out here, bud. AD was minus 17 in this game. Like you lost the okay. minutes because AD got his ass kicked up and down the floor again. Like that's why they lost that game. The promise I think I think in the second half though, I really like the the two big lineup with AD and Christian Wood that they use in the second half. Mm -hmm. And that's a lineup that it won't work all the time. There will be lineups that will torch it based off of their ability to space the floor, but when they deployed it and how it looks, I actually was like, "Ooh, I kind of really like this." Mm -hmm. Um I didn't understand staggering D'Lo with the second unit. Like, stagger Reeves. Like, you have Reeves, who's yeah. really good, especially when he's not playing against the Nuggets starters, who make him look like a little boy. Like, mm -hmm. he literally looked like a little boy last night. And even he started, like, he picked up that, uh, he got the tech called on KCP after the play before. He was, like, whining to the official. Like, literally, like, like, come on! Like, I saw him do that on the on the side. Well, in he fairness, said, he got duplexed, and then and then Aaron Gordon was I mean, allowed to hang on the rim. Like and 
Your team won a title being the biggest bullies in the league. You were the yeah. big guys. And now you're all little again. Um, well, I, they're bigger now than they were last year, yeah. in fairness. And that's good. Like <laughs> It was Austin. funny. They did the Willy Wonka commercial like in between it, like at some point in the game. And I was trying to go and grab the picture that was all the Oompa Loompas. And I was like, is this a new picture that is coming out this fall? Or is that last year's guard rotation of the Los yeah. Angeles Lakers? Yeah, but like, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Reeves, uh, to me, you have to play Reeves at point guard. Like, he's got to be point yeah. guard. Yeah. And look, D'Lo, again, just like AD, D'Lo's going to have games where he scores 35 versus the Hornets. Mm-hmm. He's going to have games where he scores 29 and dishes eight assists versus the Rockets. I'm like, oh, he played really well. Like, that's going to happen. But, like, I will say I was against them re-signing him for this exact reason. What is the point of re-signing D'Lo to the deal that you re-signed him to if he is unplayable versus the number one team that you have to put on your interest list? I don't think you should build rosters to beat one specific team because you don't even know if you're going to play him in the playoffs. The yeah. Nuggets might get bounced by Minnesota or OKC or or Phoenix, and you won't even face the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs. But it's concerning to me that D'Lo is just like, I, I like D'Lo from the beginning, and I think that he's had good years and bad years, but like he is unplayable versus the nuggets and that's pretty evident at this point yeah kcp really gave him problems Mm. kcp like like you know because i think russell benefits from being six five and most of the guys who guard him are going to be closer to like six one six two um and kcp is like a legit six five with really good foot speed and and i miss him and and you know come back but but all that stuff aside i So here's my theory on, and we even saw it, I think, with Reddish, too, because I do think that the Lakers organizationally understand this isn't the team that is going to finish the year. This isn't these aren't the guys that are going to, you know, play significant roles in the postseason by the time they get there. Right. And I do kind of think because it was a lot uh, uh, and. You know, I, I did have some people pointing out that the usage rate between Reeves and D'Angelo Russell was similar. I think it was 18, 20, 18% and 20% one way or the other. Um, I still think, though, that like it should swing more heavy towards like 22 to 24% for Reeves and like 16 or so to 14 or so for, for Russell. Like like you're talking about, I and, and heading into this offseason, I wanted Reeves to be considered a point guard so that you can have a KCP type next to him um who at one point i thought might be bruce brown but then he signed for a lot more money in indiana um in in this case though with russell and i think we saw a version of this with uh reddish i think the lakers are basically like with both of those guys kind of saying all right show us show us what this looks like under these kinds of circumstances and we will use that as data points mm-hmm. when the time comes to make a decision about you guys moving forward. And I do think like, I think I was a little too hard on Russell last night. Um, I didn't give him enough, enough credit for competing defensively. Um, even though I really, uh, I really didn't like what he did offensively, but Matt, was, I am telling try you, hard stuff, man, he was doing well, try hard stuff. He wasn't even doing that in the postseason last year. <laughs> yeah, but like, this is the whole thing is I'm begging you. I'm trying to reset expectations with the Lakers where you shouldn't. If you want to be a serious title contender, I don't think it's good to be like. Oh, hey, like you really fake tried. Well, I again, extremely low bar here with him, especially we didn't see even like the <laughs> like put a hand up kind of a thing. Look, like, he had a better a defense last rating. night. Hey, look, he had a better defensive rating than Anthony Davis when he was on the floor. So, well, and we'll talk about AD here in a bit um, because you are, I think, harder on AD than any person yes. on, uh, uh, you know, on the internet. Yes. Um, other than maybe myself, according to Lakers Twitter. <laughs> but, but I, I, the last kind of thing I wanted to say about Russell and, and about this matchup, you know, especially as it pertains to these teams moving forward is like, there was no alternative to not to, to signing D'Angelo Russell. Like I know. if I know. you, if you saw, if you don't sign him, you don't get back anything close to that kind of talent to fill in that spot. 
And also, like, the deal that they signed him to is a 32-year, $36 million or $34 million deal. That's perfectly fine. Like, that's, I mean, that's, that's movable. But again, it's like, it's perfectly fine if you're the Bulls. And well, you're just like, like, hey, they, we just want to, like, make the playoffs. No, but I... but. No, I actually think I actually think not signing him would have been the kind I know, of I get, move I get the rules would have made. It. They would have been like, it. wait, yeah, I, how much would he cost in our luxury taxes? Yeah, like, I, I get no, it. No, no, no. Personally, I would have probably like there was a little bit of interest in in sign and trade stuff, so mm-hmm. I probably would have uh, tried to work that out. I would have moved him last. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have traded for him. And, and I mean, I get it was part of like they took Russell to get rid of Russ, and that's a yeah. net win, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. It's fine. You're right. The, the contract is fine. They needed to keep him. Both of those things are true. Like you're absolutely mm-hmm. right that both of those things are true. Um, like losing him for nothing. You don't, you lose the ability to trade him later, potentially yeah. for something good. And there's like, we see this with all these extensions. It's really funny. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. About half of the guys that got extensions, the rookie guys, are guys that that I had heard those teams had shopped because they didn't want to pay them. But then they couldn't find a deal that they liked. So they're like, well, we have to give them this money now so that we can trade them later. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just the reality of where the CBA is. I think it's unfortunate. I think some of it's a little uh, short-sighted in terms of of some stuff. But I get it. I do think that it's just kind of funny because you think you're too hard on on D'Lo. I think you're too hard on Gabe, who I think is going to be fine. Like bad matchup. Gabe's running with a bad bench unit. Uh, had a bad game. Gabe's gonna be fine. Like Gabe's. A I, I pretty much said he was gonna be fine though. Like I, I, I said that he looked exactly like I expected him to look, at, seeing as he didn't play at all in the preseason. Like we yeah. didn't see him at yeah. all. So I'm not too worried about Gabe moving forward. And and frankly, like even as it pertains to D'Angelo Russell, I'm not all that worried because I think eventually. He's going to be moved. Either he or Rui, I think, are, are probably going to be moved um, and look, at some thought, point this season. I thought Cam's defense was really good last night. Mm-hmm. Um, he he didn't take – he took one shot that was unfortunate. But in general, I thought, like, he was fine uh, yeah. in terms of, so. of, of what he gave. And I thought uh, Christian Wood was actually really good. Like, mm-hmm. Christian Wood was really good in his minutes. And I will say this is kind of the pattern with Christian Wood where it's like it starts off really well. And then by January, it's like everyone hates him. The coaching staff wants to fire him into the sun and they can't wait to get rid of <laughs> yeah. him. Like it's just yeah. that's the reality of but, but that's why he's on a minimum. Yeah. And also Christian's like not the Lakers did not sign Christian Wood to play heavy minutes in the playoffs. I get it. Yeah. Um, And then like no Vando. So you couldn't even match because of that physicality, even though Vando was largely unplayable in the Nuggets series last year. Um, So like, it, like it's a tough spot. I, I, your general take of things were not as bad as they seem. I think it's, it's probably pre- pretty fair, right? Cause it's just like, I don't walk out of that game and be like, Oh man, the Lakers are gonna be bad this year. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I haven't. So as an example, like I'm going to be, I have to have upgrade power ratings for betting um, as the season goes along and I won't do it after every game. You know, I upgraded the nuggets a half point last night because I was just like, okay, the Reggie Jackson stagger minutes are going to be better than I thought they were. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably are. So I'm bumping them up a half point. The bench is going to be bad, but I knew it was going to be bad. It's not worse than I expected. Gave him a half point bump. I didn't adjust the Lakers at all. I still have them exactly where I had them, which is pretty high in the West, um, mm-hmm. like as a playoff team. So I didn't adjust them down based off of this performance. And I don't know how you can, because, and like, this is your comment. And I think it's, it, you deserve credit for saying like the Nuggets are the, are the better team. The Nuggets are better right now the nuggets are a great team you said that jason Timp said that locked on lakers said that like the reaction from from lakers folks was what it should be which is it's a little bit of a disconnect in terms of we're just so historically used to the lakers are up here with a couple of teams and then like teams like the nuggets are down here and like Mm -hmm. we just are in a different era where the nuggets are up here and the lakers are like here and that's okay um, and if the Lakers will try and find both a combination of improvement 
an opportunity to be in a place to get past or further than Denver once the playoffs come. Yeah, I, I, so last night I bet the Lakers money line thinking that, uh, the Nuggets might kind of sleepwalk after the after the the big ceremony Lakers and all were motivated. that stuff. They had conversations about it. I, I I charted all of those conversations. They were you know enthralling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I you know part of the reason that I bet on them was thinking that you know if you are going to catch the Nuggets, it would be in a in a in kind of a spot like this where um, the bench is so not ready for that that it doesn't matter. But like the part of it that I'm kind of kicking myself for in making that bet is that Mike Malone wasn't going to coach to like, just treat that as, as any other game. And he was going to extend those minutes if he absolutely could. And he did. And, and, and I thought um, the nuggets are going to look incredible in games like that, which extends into, you know, my expectations for them this year, which is, they're the best team in the world right now, so long as those five guys yeah. can play those important minutes. Period. Um, I, you mentioned betting on the Lakers and stuff, and we will get, or you know, your 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 outlook on the Lakers here moving forward. And I promise we will get to that. But I do. You said before we went live here that you're working on an AD thing. You do like to give AD a hard time. He did disappear in the second half after talking about how he heard all the mess that the the Nuggets were were talking. Um, he looked like. He, he got bullied quite a bit by Nikola Jokic when the Lakers had him on an island to try to defend him. I thought that was something that the Lakers were doing on purpose. Um, you know, make Jokic more of a scorer and try to uh, take away the amount of, of open shooting from the rest of the team. Um, the problem was that Jokic was like perfectly fine to just keep scoring on Anthony Davis. And so eventually the Lakers like had to send extra help and make that adjustment over the course of the game. But, um, yeah, I said coming into the season that, and again, I, I, I feel like I took a little too much heat for saying it because when I say it out loud, it shouldn't be this shocking, but I don't think a 39 year old LeBron James can be the best player on a championship team. That shouldn't like, that shouldn't be groundbreaking to anybody. Um, and if this is the makeup of the Lakers, and especially now that we're finding out that Darvin Ham is going to be playing LeBron, you know, 30 and 30 minutes and below, then AD has to be consistently special on both sides of the ball. And I know that Lakers fans, you know, and other people covering this team, I am really good friends with Harrison and Pete. And a lot of the people who cover this team will say, well, AD is, is that kind of special on the defensive side of it. And, and you have to make up for that on the offensive side. And it's like, well, but that's not what great players are though, right? Like great, great, great players in, in the stratosphere where AD sits, right? Top 75. I think he made that list. And, and where we're talking about him as a, as a MVP candidate this year and stuff like that those guys defend their asses off and they don't disappear the way that he did in the second half there and and uh yeah i think Jokic is the worst matchup possible for him because of how physical he is but at some point man we got to stop making excuses when this guy just like we can't keep doing it (laughs) the difference here and this is how it is with all players um these are all the best players in the world okay yeah um Anthony Davis is an amazing basketball player. So I'm not out here being like, eh, he's mid. Like, come on. It's Anthony Davis, no. right? What I fight against is conversation because I'm in it a lot. Like, that's where I, I live. That's where I operate. You know, mm-hmm. I think about the game constantly all the time. And I'm in these conversations and I see these other views and the consensus ideas. And if they're wildly off, that's where I will really bear down. And that's the biggest thing is that I am trying very hard to get us to collectively, we have to reset expectations and conversational place on Anthony Davis. He's not that guy. It's fine. that He's the special defensive talent when he's facing smaller lineups. He's amazing. Like he can switch. He can block lots of shots on smaller guys. He's incredible. Like he is what he did to golden state. What he did to Memphis was staggering when Memphis was without their starting center and their backup power forward. He was incredible. Oh, but what about Jaron Jackson? If you go back like their matchup, they didn't actually match up that much. Just want to say that. Um, 
my point here though is if we talk about anthony davis as you know is anthony davis the best defensive player of all time is anthony davis the best defender in the nba if he's that level at the spot he plays he needs to make an impact on the best player in the world doesn't have to, to win the matchup has to have it where I watch it and I go, man, AD is really battling and Jokic is having a hard time. Because I said that about Rudy Gobert. I've said that about Carl Anthony Towns. I've said that about Wendell Carter Jr. I've said that about other defenders who I have a lot of respect for. You know who I haven't said that about in the last couple of years? Anthony Davis, who he moves through like water. AD yeah. was, here's the biggest thing. He's bigger and more physical than AD. He's also, Tim did a good breakdown of this. He's also beats it, he beats him up the floor constantly. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's out chugging him too. He he outworks him. He outplays him. If you do everything you can, and Jokic just hits his floaters and the stuff that he does because he's in he's the best player in the world, I will notice that, and I'll be like, AD did everything he could there. There's nothing more he can do. But that's not how it is. He is the best in the world when he's in a favorable matchup. But you're not always going to be in them, and so that yeah. defensive side to me falls apart a little bit. I'm also. Not for nothing, but also, like, I can point out a lot of plays where he gets beaten in containment, when, especially when he's playing two on ball. His containment on the perimeter is not what it's made out to be. Incredible weak side shot blocker. Good for him. Offensively, when you talk about the stuff that you have, you're absolutely right. Like, LeBron has tried to put this out there how many years in a row? Every year. Um, <laughs> 80's got to be our MVP. 80's got to be. He said in the preseason 80s the face of the franchise if you are the face of the lakers franchise and you have said i'm looking forward to this matchup we heard all the talk yada 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 you can't go scoreless in the second half yeah like the jumper he hit one three and it looked good but it wasn't there again he's so dependent on it he's got to be the bigger thing here also is and pete kind of mentioned this that the way he's going to dominate, it's like talked about this. It's like, well, it's it's in pick and roll situations. It's and you know what the code is for that? It's can it's if you have a bad pick and roll defense and somebody else does the work for him, AD can finish plays. Versus, and this is why I got frustrated with the talk about Joel and B, where Joel and B's like, well, I didn't get the ball when he had that terrible game six. But he's like, well, I yeah. didn't get the ball enough. Does Nikola Jokic have that problem? No, because he brings the yeah, ball. Yeah, right. Like Shaq didn't have that problem. Hakeem didn't yeah. have that problem. Yeah. Kareem so didn't like, have that problem. And, and that's we talk about AD on that level. I don't blame. I'm trying to think of like a sub superstar player, but like in the at the big spot, like I don't blame them for not doing that because I don't expect them to be at that level. But if we're gonna talk about AD like this, he like I'm sorry, but heavy's the crown. And, yeah, and that's the problem. And and you're absolutely right. You cannot you cannot expect LeBron James to be the best player on this team. Like he yeah, deserves so better from the franchise. And the guy that he personally plucked, chose, and dragged out of New Orleans, he deserves better from that guy than to have what he has on his shoulders because of that guy. Yeah, the to me it always kind of goes back to talent individual talent like there's and and um like the thing that used to drive kobe the most insane was seeing somebody with a whole bunch of talent who didn't live up to to you know didn't take advantage of that talent right it's why he and dwight howard butted heads that entire season um and i and i think like with ad he is one of the most talented players I have ever seen. One of the most talented players we may ever seen. He, he like he, we may ever see. He's a seven footer who, uh, when he was right, was moving around and jumping around like a small forward. Um, I remember when he was th that first year with the Lakers, Pete and I used to have conversations and we should, we used to say like, you need to think of AD as like a big wing. Now it's like, you know, because of the way he wants to play basketball now, it's like you have to think of him on offense as a lumbering center. And if you're a lumbering center and you can't shoot, you you you're really going to kind of struggle. And and to me, like I actually thought AD met the challenge to start last night's game. It actually meant like, yeah, it, Jokic was moving right through him, and there just isn't much AD is going to be able to do to stop Jokic from getting to a spot when Jokic just wants to back down, put his shoulder into him and take him into the restricted area. There just isn't much AD is, is physically equipped 
with to stop that from happening. But I did think that at least on the other end, he was trying to turn the corner on, on Jokic. He yeah. did pick up two fouls on Jokic and, and, and at some, and at various points, Jokic like had to, to give up baskets because he didn't want to pick up his third. Um, you texted me that, Hey, AD is falling on every one of these. I'm, I'm okay with that because that means he's at least trying to drive in and affect the game and, and take Jokic off of the court in some way. I'm fine with the falling there. Um, but what can't happen is what happened in that second half where we're all looking around and well, is it the Lakers guards fault? Is it the creator's fault for not getting 80 the ball? Well, where was the offensive rebounding then too, right? Um, in the instances where AD did touch the ball, because it's not like he just never touched the ball in the second half. It, he he wasn't being aggressive in part because he he made his first three, he missed his next one, and then just like stopped shooting. And um, you know, I think he always kind of battles with this notion of hyper efficiency. When I do think he would benefit from taking one extra mid range jumper before he moves on from it, and only considers himself a a, a paint scorer. And, and I think, you know, sometimes he can be as really, he really is his own worst enemy on offense. And it's so frustrating to watch. So somebody is so talented as that just kind of like take himself out of the game. And, and like you're talking about, um, and when we talk about the Lakers expectations here, moving forward, if, if again, if LeBron is only going to be playing, you know, 30 minutes and, and less then that leaves 18 minutes of non-LeBron, you know, non-LeBron minutes in all of these games. That is a lot. And that's, by the way, in the 60 to 70 that he actually plays in this year. So, like, at some point, somebody else is going to have to fit that, you know, fill that gap. And it should be, like, this shouldn't even be a question. It should be that guy. It should be the pterodactyl. But every time he doesn't do it, we wind up, I, I wind up hearing excuse after excuse after excuse for him. Yeah. And I'm just like, why? Yeah. And, and like, and, and this is where you get frustrated with me as a Lakers fan, because we have been so blessed that like, we have had stars that you just don't make excuses for. Yeah. And as soon as you hear those excuses, Lakers fans should be like, no, 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 fuck that. We have higher expectations. Yeah. And for some reason with AD, it's always, well, well, technically, you know, and maybe and like, our no, guards, no. <laughs> like, like, you know, this guy, this guy is, 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 should be held to a much higher standard than he is. The greatest players in the league don't have to have stuff spoon fed for them. Yeah. And that's the reality with him is everything. It's basketball. Happens. Like basketball at the end of the day, there's four other people on the, on, on the court and, for your and this team. Is one of the things that people don't understand. If you give a lot of guys in the league, easy opportunities, they're still not going to be elite. They're going to be good, but they're not going to be elite. Like if you give Wendell Carter Jr. wide open runs at the rim on pick and roll situations. Yeah. Like WCJ is going to have a really good game, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're going to have, but he's not going to have like an amazing, oh my God, incredible 40 point performance. That's not going to happen versus like, yeah. if you have bad pick and roll defense, AD is going to have 40. He might yeah. have 50, but the difference there is, with AD more than almost any other player, we he it's like only the good games exist. Yeah. And, and that's changing after the playoffs. Like it's changing after the Western Conference finals. And then today you see a lot of the criticism for him. Um, but that's important. And, and that's my thing. If we want to just say, like, hey, AD is a second guy. Like he's just like he's just a second Which, guy. Which by the way, is still like a really important thing, right? Yeah. Like we saw it with Scottie Pippen, right? where he was equipped, he had all the tools where you would say like, okay, yeah, that guy probably could be the best player on, on, on a really good team. And then he was the best player on a team. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That, that, that makes sense. You, you need the other guy, <laughs> you know? And, and I think AD is a lot closer to Scottie Pippen where he is so well equipped to do all of these things. And then you just look, you're like, yeah, but, but he needs that other guy, you know, he, you know, he needs that other guy. You know, uh, when he got traded to the Lakers, I asked somebody that has been close to the Pelicans for a lot of years. And I kind of asked him what he thought of the move. And he was like, it's perfect. He was like, because AD doesn't want to be the guy. And now yeah. he doesn't have to be. Like, he he gets he gets all of the credit 
and none of the blame because because LeBron is the guy, and so LeBron will will everyone well, will look at LeBron and what he's doing. Yeah. And that's shifted now though, because now yeah. it's like he's thirty nine. <laughs> And now mm-hmm. it's and and now it's and they just gave him the extension and the Lakers have and LeBron has knighted him as the face of the franchise. If that's the expectation on him, whether he wants it or not, if that's the expectation on him, then we have to hold him to that standard. It's not the AD. And, and again, I want to make this very clear, too, because what will happen? This happened last year where, like, I tweeted something about AD um, and, and the, the overall disappointment. And then he has that good month where he plays really great. And then I get quote tweeted with like, how's that look now? And it's like, guys, he played better. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing. If AD plays better, I'm going to say, Hey, he played better. He stepped up and that's possible. Like AD can do that. He's talented enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I will tell you is that being that's in the kind arena, of part of the point though, yeah. like the part of the point here is that he is that kind of talented and him stepping up only makes me sometimes more frustrated because I'm yeah. like, where is this mm-hmm. always again, but where the, like great, great, great players there, don't step up. But they, they're the just great. That, the key that you miss there is you miss when he steps up because the same thing happens with Embiid where if it's Oklahoma city on a Tuesday in January, Oh, Joel's playing and Joel's dominating. Is he playing mm-hmm. Nikola Vucevic 40 burger going to put that on Instagram, going to tweet out the emoji. <laughs> but what, but what if it's Joker in Denver? You know, I, I got to kick a night off. I've been playing a lot. And that's not AD. AD is more of the dominates the Wizards. Good game versus someone else. Like mm-hmm. that that's the gap here, right? And and the standard has to be like, no, you have to you have to be awesome all the time. Consistency is really important for superstars. Yeah. And he's just and part of this just maybe physically that AD is not there. Like I wanna, I do want to say that it's impossible to watch AD and not be like, dude, that guy looks like it's a struggle physically. It, he does. I'll say this. He doesn't look lazy to me. I'm not criticizing him for being lazy. I think yeah. he's trying, Jennifer. But I also think that it's difficult for him to move. The other thing I will say is uh, being in the arena. Like, I, I think body language is a thing. LeBron came out in pregame warmups. Uh, they showed LeBron on the on the Jumbotron and the crowd went ballistic booing him. It was the lowest percentage of Lakers fans I've ever seen at a Nuggets game. Um, so congrats, Denver. For one time when you're <laughs> celebrating a ring, you can have more fans in the arena on a Lakers night. But the booze, the booze came raining down and LeBron puts a crown on his head real quickly and then goes back to his workout. You know, mm. and then starts off the game, and, and we were like, like up and down media row, and he had his first his first bucket. Yeah. Like, oh, holy oh. crap! Like, yeah, he he means this one, and I kind of expected it because I was like, dude, he's never gonna be fresher than he is right now. Like, yeah. this is the freshest he's gonna be. He's this is the freshest and most motivated. Five minutes into that game, LeBron stopped all of the stuff. No flexing, no pump fake, no no sneers, no nothing. He was just he and I've seen this before from him enough. I know what it looks like when LeBron is playing in a game and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna lose this. They're way better." AD, on the other hand, I will say he just looks miserable with Jokic. Like yeah. Jokic hits some, and he's just like the shoulders drop. He it's not possible. He's so again, he's so used to dominating the easy stuff that when it's hard it is a very big struggle for him. And that to me is like, what's missing is that you need a guy that's like, yeah, this is hard. I love it. It's so hard. This is great. Like Draymond green, like waxes poetical about facing Jokic because he's like, he makes me better. Anthony Davis mopes about it. Yeah. And that difference I think is really important when you're defining one of the greatest players of the generation, supposedly, and the franchise leader for the Los Angeles Lakers. What I will say in fairness to Jokic or to AD and anybody really who has to defend Jokic is defending Jokic looks like it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, because like it, it reminds yeah. me of Shaq. Like it just reminds me like you, you just push and you shove and you try to get as low as you possibly can. And the whole time that you're pushing and you're shoving, you're going backwards. And like over the course of the game, you feel like you just you're like yelling into the void, like hello. Well, the other thing here, again, when we talk about expectations, you know, what was AD's excuse last night? Well, I, you know, I was being double teamed. Okay. Yeah. You're really going to bring the idea that double teams are why you couldn't score more 
when you're facing Nikola Jokic, who yeah. is regularly triple teamed, like eighty, like Jokic scores through doubles routinely, and if he doesn't, he sets up guys for passes where they convert. And AD is going to be, you know, AD is like, well, we missed some shots, and it's like, find ways, uh, move to the perimeter, go face up, and then pass out of that. And that was what yeah. was really funny, Anthony. Is there was a sequence there in the second quarter where AD was trying to like honestly match and play like Jokic. Uh, Le- Jokic drives past him and scores on him, muscles him through and scores on him. AD comes down and tries to do the same thing. He misses the bucket. Comes down at the other end. Jokic uh, delivers a whip pass underneath for a bucket. AD, a couple possessions later, tries the same thing, and it's a turnover. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, like I mean, it's just pay- – like, and that's and that's, again, I don't expect that stuff out of a second-best player. I don't. I don't expect that stuff out of, out of the second best player, mm-hmm. but. But he needs Lakers, to be the best on this team <laughs> for the Lakers to be the team that they're, that yeah. they want to be for them to win the title and get LeBron that fifth title. He's going to have to be better period. Yeah. I, the only, the only disclaimer I would offer up, and I I'm agreeing with you. I'm not, I'm not fully disagreeing with you is that like, there are enough games in the regular season where yeah. AD can be the best player Yeah, and it'll get them into the postseason. Yep. And hopefully LeBron is fresh enough that he can do it. It's just, yeah. it just feels again, disrespectful borderline to say, Hey, AD, please get LeBron to the playoffs because <laughs> that's when we, <laughs> we, we know that he's going to have to be the more important guy. Um, all right. Um, I, I, I don't want to take up too, too much of your time. And I do want to, I do, you are here uh, from the action network. You guys do incredible stuff on, on gambling and all of that. Um, and I'm curious on your thoughts, either, you know, micro and macro on the Lakers this year. Um, the over under came in about a game lower than I thought it was going to. I think it came in at like 46 and a half um, by the time last night started. Um, I took the over actually, if it, given that it was that given it was that low, um, and then beyond that though, um, you know, I, I where 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 do you stand on on what the Lakers or how people should approach betting on the Lakers this year? This last year, and, I, and it was a good call. I said that they're an extremes team. Uh, I actually gave out on our live show Green Dot Daily. I said, look. I think you should bet two bets. You should bet the Lakers over and you should bet them to miss the playoffs, not the under because you get much better value on that. And late in the season last year, I said, you should bet them to miss the playoffs when they were battling in the play in. I was like, you should bet them to miss the playoffs and win the title. And we got them to a conference final. So I could bet heavily against them in that series. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, you look for these opportunities where you've built a position and can go the other way based off of the, off of what cap you think or double down in those uh, certain situations. Uh, Market consensus on the win total two weeks ago was 47.3. It got bet down a little bit. You're right. In some spots of 46 and a half, the market consensus was 47.3. I have a 47.8. That's where I I think they wind up this season um, factoring everything, trying to figure out what a good number for them is, is difficult just because of the injury stuff. They've averaged 35 games per season, with LeBron and AD together over the past three seasons, 35 mm-hmm. games. Um, the margin should be much better. I think like last night, that's maybe one of the things that you're a little worried about is you felt really good before last night's game about the games where one of them misses. And now I will say that like, I don't know, like I'm a little bit more worried. We'll see. I'm a little bit more worried about the games where LeBron sits. If AD has got to be the guy, and it depends on the matchup though right it depends if they're facing like yeah. are they facing the celtics without lebron or are they facing the hornets without lebron you know yeah are they facing the bulls without ad or are they facing phoenix the without ad you know oh yeah i okay i didn't know and how you so, felt about the bulls <laughs> um and so i think that there's like all these di- different ways I will probably look to fade them if I have a um, power rating advantage of, you know, because some of this is you take the number that you've got and then you compare it and then you do the cap in terms of the matchups. I will look for spots where if they're facing a big team, I am really worried about the size. Um, They're just not physical enough in the backcourt. And that's a weird thing to say, but it is kind of a thing in the league now where there's so much athleticism. If they're facing a team that's got a lot of size, 
I think I'm probably going to lean a little bit against them when they're facing small teams. I'm going to hammer them. Like yeah. after Memphis lost Steven Adams, love that matchup again for them. Like this is a great matchup now with see without Steven Adams. That's a great matchup for them. Um, yeah. When they're facing bigger teams, I'll probably go the other way. Cause I think that those are games where Reeves is going to struggle a little bit. Uh, and if Reeves isn't good, I think that their ability to get separation goes way down. There's also things that will change my mind on this. Again, if Darwin goes to, Hey, we're just going to like handcuff uh, D'Angelo to LeBron and we're going to give Reeves some stagger minutes at the second unit. I'll like that more. I love the Torreon Prince pickup. He was so good last night and he's going to be great for them. Like he's just going to yeah. be good. I'm not worried about Rui. Rui had like a weird game, but in general, I think Rui's going to be good, good again this season. They'll look good in, in various spots. I have them like, again, I have them pretty strongly like power rated, especially in the West where I, everybody's really kind of truncated. They're in a group with a bunch of those teams. Um, there are downsides here where it's one of the things is just, I get this pushback from te- from fans where I'll say like, look, if things go sideways, they go really sideways here. Yeah. And fans will go, okay, but who's that? You know, that's true for everyone. I'm like, yeah, but the percentage chances are different. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm less worried about health with the nuggets because all their guys, their start, their starting five is all under 30. Mm-hmm. That helps. Like, they, uh, my injury concerns for them are less. It doesn't mean that they can't get hurt, but it's less versus with the Lakers that it's the percentage chance that they get injured and what happens if they do. Cause there are teams that are built with redundancies in place to survive um, injuries less. So the season like Milwaukee and Boston at the top of the Eastern conference, both of those teams are extremely delicate. If yeah. one guy gets hurt, it's like, Oh boy, I don't know what this looks like. And so, and you saw it with the warriors last night, they're that way too. No Draymond. And like there were times they looked pretty pathetic. So yeah. um, that's the good news for the Lakers is like everybody, I think is a little bit more fragile under the new CBA, but I do think that night to night um, I will be looking for Torreon Prince three point props. And I will absolutely love the Lakers. I think in home games versus bad opponents are the ones where I want to bet them. And if mm-hmm. you're just like, that seems obvious. Um, well, no, because the Lakers deal with an inflation of their market lines pretty routinely. They're yeah. a very public team. Um, that's why so, I was so surprised over the over under coming in as, as low as it did. I was, I thought for sure I was prepared to bet unders, you know, cause I thought it would come in closer to, but I, 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 I think the, um, market basically looked at everything that's going on in the West. And I think all of the over unders in the West are lower than you would have expected. And somebody, half of those teams are going to have to hit those unders. So it's, you know, we'll, we'll really see how that turns out, but. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent, um, against smaller teams. The games against good teams is going to be interesting because, um, you know, with, (laughs) I, here's a, here's a, a out of left field theory that I have. The league is, is trying to work out their, their, their next media deal, right? Yep. And and a big part of those conversations are going to be about guys missing teams and stuff like that, and and what that what that does to the the media. Like it was it was funny that like right away Bradley Beal just misses. I was like, oops, sorry everybody. Yep. Um, but I kind of I kind of have been wondering with LeBron wanting to own a team and the impact that a good media deal would 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 have on his you know, the value of the thing that he owns next. If he's just like never going to miss any of these national games against good teams. <laughs> and, and if he doesn't miss any of those games, I like their chances in, in those, in those spots, but you know, we'll see. What I'll tell you is uh, I did get a, I got a sense of summer and nothing that's like concrete, like no, like, yes, there was a meeting. Yes. It was contentious. I got the sense that a lot of the conversations in players association meetings and just among the players has been of, we got to get this right guys. I think that there was a league, uh, probably not mandate, but I think the league probably conveyed to the MBPA guys were negotiating the media deal. We, we yeah. got to fix like, it's a problem in these negotiations. Yeah. Like we have ESPN being like, why are we paying for these games? If none of your players are playing. Yeah. And it's and not even there after you get the, you get the research that indicates rest doesn't help. Yeah. You know, with that stuff. <laughs> um, and I will say there was a lot of cynicism about that. And I get it. It's funny to, to relate that. 
uh, Vivek Brown, you guys kind of mentioned this. The Kings don't, don't, they don't load manage. They don't. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons they don't is like, they have, have alluded to the idea of like, they're like, we don't believe that it actually helps based off of the research we've done. We don't think it helps. Yeah. And they won a ton of games last year. Now they're young and that changes things. Um, I do think though, that there has been a collective. That's why the stuff with Draymond being out, he had a legit injury. I understand why, like he was not in condition to play in that game. Um, and Beal had a legit injury too. Like he tweaked his back and you don't want to mess around with a guy over 30 who hurts his back. Yeah. It's just a bummer that like so weird. He's available tomorrow. It's sure. weird. Well, it's also especially <laughs> weird that um, the thing I would have done is whoever leaked it should have been like they what they want to do is like, oh, don't worry. Brad's not really hurt. But what they should have been like is like, yeah, Brad's experiencing back tightness and can't go versus the sons out of a, an extreme caution. Because once you say that, you're like, oh, so we're being cautious. So again. he technically could so go, he could have yeah. played is what you're telling me. Just be like, no, he's hurt. He's out. I think that we'll see less of the games where it's like, yeah, he needs a night off that. I think we're going to see a lot less of, I think it's yeah. going to be a really good season in terms of the competitiveness. I think it's going to be a really good season. Like last night's environment was amazing. It yeah. was like that game started. And I will say, uh, I understand pretty routinely the idea of like the nuggets are not a historic rival for the Lakers and will never be so. Cause they have 17 championships and the nuggets have one. Mm -hmm. um, I will say, those teams don't like each other. Yeah, they they <laughs> yeah. and and they well, played like it. Both teams and honestly, I kind of credit LeBron with this. LeBron kind of came out and like hit them early and I, the, if you watch Jokic, Jokic just kind of like, "Oh, okay. Yeah. All, all right. If, if this is we're, we're not easing into the season. Okay. Cool." Yeah. And and we were off. So, it was a really great environment. I think it's going to be really good this season. Yeah, we don't have time, I don't think, to talk about it. But I do really legitimately like the amount of shit talking that both of these organizations are perfectly fine doing about each other. You yeah. know, whether it's a passive aggressive, aggressive aggressive, it doesn't matter. I I mean I want should, more we you should like want the, you should want the nuggets to talk more shit because I, I think you need some more conversations with AD to get him. <laughs> um I, I think it's just one conversation between LeBron and AD, and it was like, Where were you? Where'd you go? Like what? <laughs> were you at red rocks who's playing there now? i will say um, this is i mean i, I finally i'm a big part of my column is this is what would lebron's reaction or the public reaction be if chris bosh or kevin love had these types of performances hmm well didn't he i mean he was subtweeting kevin love for like stretches of the year right yeah don't forget to fit out or That's why don't i don't understand like look like look i and hey find those yourself, guys weren't clutch though find yourself exactly exactly <laughs> all right on that note thank you very much matt for hopping on anything that uh anything to plug before we get you out of here uh, we've got all sorts of stuff on Action Network. I've got columns up. I'm sure you want to read about AD, but if you also want to read about, we've got picks up on the daily or po our betting podcast buckets. Uh, I've got win total descriptions for all uh, 30 teams coming up. We've got all sorts of great stuff. We'll cover it throughout the season as well as great awards coverage. Check out the actionnetwork.com and the Action Network app. Thank you very much, Matt. It is always a pleasure to read the comment section where <laughs> I am finally the popular one on my show. Yeah. <laughs> Thank that's you. why you have me on here is every time you take too much heat you bring me on <laughs> like i promise then, i could be way worse yeah so that, so that everybody's like oh anthony's pretty good this guy fucking sucks so 